Hello, you're listening to Word on the Go. Today, Will Hooper is sharing the final piece in his series about who we surround ourselves with. Here it is. Hey guys, and welcome back to the third and final instalment of this three-part series uh, on relationships. My name is Will. I'm on staff here at Corso Coast Vineyard Church. It's my pleasure to be able to talk to you guys about friendships and relationships and the people that we hold close and dear to us. So, if, if you guys are just tuning in for the first time now, then be sure to go back to listen to part one and part two. They're only about four or five minutes each. They're well worth your time. In the first one, we, we talk about establishing our core. We talk about putting close to us those people that are just going to make us better. And we've said that the quality of your life will be determined by the health of your relationships. We said that when choosing our core, quality is better than quantity every time. And then in part number two, we looked at this concept of givers and suckers. How people for us are either going to give us life or they're going to suck life out of us. And how do we be Christ? How do we love people that suck the life out of us when it's hard to spend so much time with them? How do we do that? Well, in this podcast, we're going to be looking at more of our special few. We're going to be looking at the special few. Now, let me explain because I've already spoken about a core. So what do I mean by the special few? So I look at the example of Jesus. Jesus had 12 disciples. The 12 disciples, they were his core. They were the people that he did life with, the people that he'd hang out with, that he'd eat with. Um, and for you guys, maybe this is five people, maybe this is 10 people or 20 people. Um, but actually, Jesus had his core, but then he had his close three. Just one simple example of this is in the Transfiguration. Um, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and we see numerous times in the Gospels how Jesus just takes Peter, James, and John, and this is his special, these are his special few. And uh, for me, I've got about 10 really good friends. I've got 10 friends that are scattered literally all across the world right now um, who I can, who I know I can talk to and be honest with and open about my life. And then I've got my one or two. I've got, I've got my best friend, maybe another friend and my girlfriend who are just my two, my three, my special few. And these people is that I have no walls, with, no barriers, no mask. I'm brutally honest with them. I'm so vulnerable and they're just such a safe person. So guys think who are your special few? Who's your core? Then who are your special and close-knit few? And for us, it's so vital for our health that we have this special few, whether it's just one person, whether it's four people, whether it's two, however many. It's important that you have that best friend, that you have that boyfriend or that girlfriend, that husband or or wife. And as I was preparing for this, I had a look at some statistics about uh, loneliness. Because often people that don't have this special few, they're very lonely and isolated. There's this article in The Guardian that said that those who are aged 18 to 30 are more likely to become affected by loneliness than those over the age of 55. So it's this generation growing up and there are self-fulfilling prophecies that the Guardian and other people are speaking over us, but it's vital to find community, to find friendship, that you just have those closest, closest friends. And as always, we make it legal. We go to the Bible on this one. And if you guys, uh, if you guys know the creation story, you know that God was making everything in the world he made adam and then in genesis 2 verse 18 he said it is not good for man to be alone and yet this was in the garden of eden nothing was going wrong shame and sin hadn't entered the garden but yet god looked at adam and said it's not good for man to be alone he saw that it was good for us to have companionship whether this be through a best friend boyfriend girlfriend husband wife brother or sister cousin whatever it is that it was that it was not good for man to be alone and no matter how introverted you are, no matter how 
um, how much you don't like people, you need to have a few people around you. You need to have companions to do life with in whatever aspect this looks like. And it's so important that these people, like, that we can just give of ourselves, that, as I've said, that there can be no mask, that, that, that there's no persona, that actually when we're with them, we can just focus on making them happy because we know that they're going to focus on making us happy. And if you're married or in a very serious relationship, then you are the only legitimate source of um, romance in your spouse's life. You're the only source of affection in that way, the only legitimate source of romance in your husband or wife's life. So give yourself to that person, whether it's your best friend, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever it may be, give to them. Give of your share of your life with them. It's not good for man to be alone. And you need people in your life who are going to do everything for you. And... Actually, they're not going to expect anything in return from you. And you need people that you can do anything for and not expect anything in return simply because you love them. You don't love what they do, but you love them. You don't want what's in their hand, but you want what's in their heart. And as you walk with these people and as you grow closer to your special friends, your special friends, you're going to have that community, that special few. Um, and my best friend of all time, my, he's called James. He's a legend. And me and James... Uh, we were, we grew up and we were in school together and then at the end of school we went interrailing together. We, we, we planned it for ages. We went interrailing, travelling all around Europe and um, we were away for, I think it was 23 or 24 days. So it was just me and him for 23, 24 days. We, uh, the only time that I was alone was when I was on the toilet or in the shower. Literally, <laughs> literally that was it. And there were a couple of times where we would fall out, where we would argue. Um, and there was this one time I remember we were walking through, I think it was Prague, and we fell out and we kind of stormed off a little bit. And then both of us kind of realized that we didn't have anyone else. Um, so we had to come back and hug and make up. And in that moment, we knew that it wasn't good for man to be alone. And we felt it. We'd been such close friendship with, with one another. We'd been so close for that whole journey. And we knew that it wasn't good to be alone. And if all of us, if we realize it's not good for man to be alone, not only is this going to impact our relationships, making them so much healthier, but it's going to mean that we're going to impact other people so much more, those that are lonely, those that are isolated, because we have this value. We know that it's not good for man to be alone. And this will create healthier families, relationships, communities, and it'll aid us to pull in other people into our lives. And Actually, it's going to strengthen our relationships. So these special few, they're going to want what's in your heart not what's in your hand they're going to love you for you not what you can offer them and they need to be people you can be open and honest with jesus had these people around us and i think we need to do the same so who are your special few god of creation there at the start before the beginning of time With no point of reference You spoke to the dark And fleshed out the wonder of life And as you speak A hundred billion galaxies are born In the vapor of your breath The planet And if the stars amaze and worship so alive, 
You're the 